You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And this week, I am interviewing another phenomenal faithpreneur. This week's guest is Mrs. Shaquita Harris. Shaquita is a wife of 13 years and a mother of three beautiful children. Shaquita holds both undergraduate and graduate degrees in clinical research. With her passion for the holistic health and well-being of women and children, Shaquita will begin her educational journey towards obtaining a doctorate degree in public health this winter. Further, she aspires to minimize disparities that impact women, more specifically women of color, so that they may thrive despite obstacles within society. Above all this, she considers herself a servant of Christ and seeks to encourage other women to wholeheartedly pursue after him. In 2017, she started a blog entitled Audacious Pursuit. The blog was a sacred place where she shared not only her journey, but the journey of other faith-filled women who are audaciously pursuing after Christ. Further to this, Shaquita became a certified life and spiritual coach and thus pivoted her blog to a coaching business where she intends to serve multifaceted women of faith to effectively walk in their callings as they pursue their purpose. Let's welcome Shaquita to the podcast. Shaquita, welcome to the podcast. Hey, 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 y'all. We're so glad to have you today. And I'm really excited to get into this particular topic with you. And I'll tell you why as the interview goes on. But let me start with this. Tell me a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. Okay, so I know that I mentioned in my bio that I'm married um, to my husband. I can't remember if I said I I married at 19. So that's one interesting fact for me. And even more interesting, we met in seventh grade, um, seventh grade pre-algebra. So we've been knowing each other since we've been 12 years old. And so I'm about, I'm 33 now. So about, was that, I don't know, what is that? Uh, 20 something years, maybe, maybe my math is completely off, but we've been knowing each other for a while. So he has been like, I know we have a lot of high school sweethearts. He's kind of been like my junior high school sweetheart. So we've been in it for a while. I absolutely love that. That That is amazing. I think it's, math's not my strong compute, but I think that's like yes. 21 years. That's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing. How do you feel knowing that, that God has put somebody in your life from such a, a young age? How does that make you feel? I feel super blessed. I know that a lot of people are, there a lot of women are struggling a lot of times in a wonder about their mate. My 
testimony is very different. It's very different. Um, even though we've met each other and we kind of basically grew up together, there's still struggles within that, but we're still able to grow together. We're still able to, a lot of our friends are mutual because we're all kind of done a lot of things the same. Um, but there's still those challenges because we grew up together that when we're shifting or when we're maturing, it may be hard for us at some times because we're we're having to readjust. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the same Jay or Shaquita that I've been experiencing since we're in our teens or in our 20s. So sometimes that makes our adjustment kind of hard. Or sometimes for me, it's like, uh, I want my own set of friends. I want you to have your own set of friends. But everything's kind of mutual. So there's, there's a plus side to it as well. Um, but we do have our struggles still having, um, sharing so many parts of our life because we basically grew up together. So, wow, that's absolutely amazing. And I know um, one of the topics that we cover here often, often is singleness and I'm married now. My aunt reminded me five months <laughs> on Sunday. Um, thank you so much, but it's still very much a hot topic. So it was very interesting hearing your story, knowing that you've been with, well, you've, basically grown up with your husband and you guys have been together you're 33 and basically you've known each other for 20 plus years that's amazing because we always hear the other end of the spectrum and I love to see that God creates you know specific love stories to what you need and what he knows you need so that's always for me Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So you are a life and clarity coach. What led you down this path? So for me, I have been working with women indirectly for years, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, a cousin or what have you, I've been working indirectly with them. Um, Being that with a lot of my friends that we grew up with, I've been married the longest. I kind of was introduced to motherhood first. And I've also been in church all of my life. So I am usually that strong friend or that friend that a lot of my friends come to for that voice of reasoning or that voice to vent. So I feel that in doing that, I had a passion to want to encourage my sisters, more specifically my sisters, to continue forward, to see beyond what they were dealing with at that point, to know that there's purpose in your pain or there's purpose in what you're going through and that what you're going through right now that don't let don't allow that to overshadow where the Lord is trying to take you. So in with doing that and kind of really recognizing that it was a gift that the Lord had given me, I went to um, I went to I went to be certified in 2020 to make sure that I am really understanding what it means to be a coach. I'm really kind of putting this um, the certified topic or the certified title with it. I'm sorry to make sure that I am not just kind of flowing from my hips. A lot of it does come from experience, but I really wanted the educational background to be able to expand beyond my borders of just my friends, because I felt that with my friends, a lot of them were really receiving what I was providing them or receiving the word the Lord was giving to me for them. And so I felt that there may be other women as well. And maybe with me expanding my base or expanding who I spoke to, whether a speaker, whatever the Lord provides for me, whatever, whatever avenue that he presents for me to be able to share my testimony, I wanted to be able to have the backing to be able to do that. You know, I think a lot of times we feel a little bit more comfortable when a person has gotten the education behind what they said that they do or the experience.
experience. It makes you feel more comfortable. And so I know my friends are okay. Like, oh, we know you, Quita. And that's what a lot of my family and friends call me. We know you as this. But when I'm wanting to be able to, to expand my borders or expand my territory to other women that I may or may, not, may, may or may not know, I want to ensure that it's going beyond that friendship level, that I'm able to professionally help you. I'm able to really assist you unbiasedly to be able to provide that. So that's kind of why, what kind of how I led, how I've been led to become a um, life and clarity coach. And so I've really enjoyed it thus far. I love what you said. You know, you had this gifting, you identified that God was gifting you with being able to do this with your friends. And you thought to yourself, you know what, let me go and get myself certified. I think that's so important. I remember sort of going on a similar path when I was coaching and said, you know what, I can do this, but I want to go and get a certification behind my name and get the formal education as well. And, you know, the Bible tells us to study, to show ourselves approved. And sometimes as humans, we think because God has gifted us in something that we can just lie in that gifting, not knowing how important it is to get better, hone your skills, you know, so that you can show up and do the things that God has created you to do to the best of your ability. And your ability needs to grow as you grow, as your audience grows. So we can't just say, you know what, I'm going to do this one time and it's going to be good enough. It's, it's consistent investing in ourselves so that we can be better and really show up in the fullness of what God has for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was that, like what you mentioned is what really led me to that. Um, I really wanted to ensure that when I am serving God's people, that I do it correctly. I don't want, because, and even going so deeper with that, souls are at stake. Um, So not, yes, not only do I study my word, not only do I ask God for direction and what I am pouring or to his daughters, I want to make sure that I am, I, I'm, I'm identifying when I'm speaking to you, that's a limiting belief, you know, and I'm able to identify that and go and find scripture to help you to dismantle that, you know, so I want to know that because in the Bible, they don't necessarily mention limiting beliefs. You can find them in there, but being able to have an education to be able to identify, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. Actually, you know what? You may want to get therapy and maybe a little bit, just being able to actually fully help whomever the Lord sends to me. And I wanted to make sure that when the Lord is sending me his people, that I am mindful of that, that I don't take their vulnerability for my, for weak. I don't, I don't take that for weakness. I actually am using the Lord's gift effectively to be able to edify and enhance their lives because I don't know after our conversations who else they may impact. You know, these are mothers, these are wives. So what we talk about, what we discuss, what the Lord shares or opens our hearts and minds to pours out from our conversation into their homes, into their businesses. So I want to ensure as a coach that I am ensuring that I have um, the forewithal to be able to pour correctly and to pour wholly to my clients. So that's another reason as to why I wanted to ensure that I was certified and fully educated to be a coach. And that is so very important. And this is a reason why I love talking to what I like to call faithpreneurs, because I think some people, when we're doing business, it's easy to forget how, how 
you can tie God and your business together. It doesn't have to be two separate things. You don't have to just say, okay, well, I'm going to go and do my master's in business and I'm only going to follow what you know I learned in school. I can follow what I learned in the Bible. As a lawyer um, in my nine to five and with going and doing what I do, I still rely on the the direction that I get from the Bible. One of my coworkers is really good at this. When he's talking to a judge, he always draws distinction (laughs) from the Bible as his example. And I I find it sort of refreshing to see, but also true because the analogies are true. And usually the analogies that we use from the Bible, whether you're Christian or not, most people tend to just know them anyway. So I love talking to Faith for Noise. Now, let me move on to my next question. You help women navigate being overwhelmed so that they can effectively walk in their callings. Was there ever a time where you faced this challenge? To be honest, yes. And also there was a time and currently it is a time. Um, So one thing that I love about God is that um, what I'm also learning with a lot of my growth and experience is that sometimes the things that we experience and go through become those things that we help others go through. So for me, initially, I was definitely overwhelming. You can only imagine being 19 years old, being married. And not only did my husband and I, not only were we married early, I moved away from Alabama to North Carolina, and he was also in the military. So there was a lot of transitions for teenagers and couple that with like my husband making money, me being in school, just so many different things, so many different transitions at one time that we were dealing with. That was one part that was really hard for me, um, that I really became overwhelmed. And just given some background story, I really hadn't experienced marriage firsthand. So this was also like something that I'm trying new. I didn't know what it meant to be a wife. I didn't know what it meant to have a husband. more so in a godly space. You know, I, I've seen it and I've heard it. I, I've heard it from tertiary experience or secondary experience, but nothing directly. I didn't grow up from a two-parent household. Even though my husband did, it was very different for me. So learning to not allow having a lack of experience to overwhelm me, but to completely to rely, but to completely rely and trust on God to show me how to walk into this new role. That was the first instance. Um, The second instance was motherhood. I have a past where I was not raised by my biological mother. So there was a lot of mistrust issues there and just a lot of worrying. Could I be an effective mother? Like, how do I do this? I don't want to mess up my child. I don't want the relationship that my mother and I have to be um, to be to reoccur with me and my daughter. So that was another where I'm just overwhelmed trying to be a mom. Okay, now I have this baby. I'm in North Carolina, no family here. Like, how do I do that? That was another place where I became overwhelmed. And even now, currently, with trying to become a new business owner, as well as trying to balance everything else, I still am a wife. I'm still a mother. And now I'm a mother to three children. Um, I work nine to five and now I'm trying to do a business. All of that is overwhelming. So what I have learned to really help to navigate this, and I'm so thankful this is a faith-based podcast because a lot of my answers are going to reflect back to that. And I don't want to make it seem like I'm just trying to scapegoat, but it's literally my life. Um, A lot of mine is becoming totally dependent upon Christ and not looking at others' examples as a blueprint for my life 
but knowing that the Lord loves me so uniquely, that my story is so unique, that I can trust him to guide me in every aspect, every aspect where I feel overwhelmed, that I can present that to him. I can present all of my anxieties, all of my worries, all of my fears to him, and he can work with it. Um, One of my favorite passages of scripture that I've been studying more recently is when the man brings his, I think his son to the disciples to be healed and they were unable to heal him. And then he presented his son to Jesus. And he says, if you can heal my son and Jesus is like, what, what do you mean if I can heal your son? And he was like, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And that has been a prayer for me. And that has been a thing for me. Lord, like, Lord, I believe you, but help my unbelief. So being able to present those unbeliefs of, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay married, or I don't know if this marriage is going to work, or I don't know if I'm going to parent my children, right? Or if I'm doing this, or how am I going to balance that? To be able to present those vulnerabilities over to Christ and just not have to package it up, not have to like, you know, fix something, literally to present myself as I am to him and allow him to help me to navigate and to to face it. So when I'm talking to women, I always refer back to scripture and I always like to know what's going on with them so I can find scriptures or I can point them to scriptures or context that really help them look like there is nothing new under the sun. And what God is no respecter of person. And if he has allowed this person in the Bible, me or whomever to be able to get through these tough times, be able to navigate through these waters, you are more than capable. He is more than capable capable of also helping you to do the same. So that's kind of how I help the, my women or the women that I coach or that I mentor is to help being that it's literally presenting yourself as yourself to the foot of Jesus. I absolutely love that. And Shaquita, this is literally the perfect episode to come after what we talked about last week. So last week on the podcast, I was talking about the transition period when you're experiencing multiple transitions and, you know, you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like, you know, this is a lot and you feel like you want to give up and you just want to push through. And um, so now that we're really talking about this topic, I'm, I'm really Every time God does something, even like this, I'm like, God, you knew what you were doing, didn't you? You knew what you were doing. Um, But I think it's so important because one of the things that I think overwhelms us is like you said, when we go through major transitions. So for me, I, like I said, I've been married for five months and now it's, it's learning how to balance being a wife, still having a nine to five, running this podcast and having a business. And I'm like, Lord, (laughs) this is a lot. Like, are you going to give me some extra hours in the day? Like, what are you doing? But understanding, like you've said, how important it is to trust God, even when we're just like, God, I trust you, but you know, what are you really doing? Like, tell me something new. Um, But knowing to trust him is so very important because he is the wind that's guiding the sails of this ship and he knows which direction that we need to go into. So I think it's just so enlightening that you're bringing us back to the fact that we need to trust God in this season. I want to really like, how would you describe being overwhelmed? What what does that look like physically, mentally? Oh my goodness. This is so interesting. So anxiousness, I'm a type A person, right? Logical thinker, analytical person. And so for me personally, 
being in a place of being over, overwhelmed was defined for me as being indecisive. I'm afraid to make this decision because I don't know how this is going to be. I'm afraid of doing this. And, 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 and honestly, it all like backs back up to like trusting God. Like whenever I'm making a decision, I can't I can't make this decision. I'm scared to make this decision. Like not really trusting that the Lord is literally the author and the finisher of my faith. Being in that place of just worrying about, even when it comes to as being a mom and sending my children to school now with COVID being rampant, you know, terrified every day. I homeschool my children out of fear in a sense. We tra- We moved, but in a fear of like, I don't know what's going to go on. You know, I don't know what COVID means and wanting to keep them in this bubble thinking as if I can protect my children. And so, and not only, okay, so now they're homeschooled. I'm still working a nine to five. My husband is still working. So talk about overwhelm on like a hundred with three kids running around here, trying to work a job, trying to, we just moved back home from from North Carolina back to Bama. Just so many different transitions that are going on, just overwhelmed. But this year we prayed and they're in school this year, thank God. And, and every morning we pray and every night we pray. And just knowing that I really don't have the same fears that I had initially, even with the Delta variant, like I don't have the same. Cause I'm like, Lord, I trust you. These are not, these are gifts. My children are gifts from you to me. I am just an ambassador of over them. I, I work on your behalf to raise them up. So me keeping them in the bubble will not protect them. It will not protect them as much as me praying to you every morning, asking for your protection. That's more protection than them staying at home with me. And so learning to trust God more. And like I said, just 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 that to me was like the, 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 the most recent example of just being overwhelmed. It's just kind of working within my own strength. And I can always tell because I'm always exhausted. I'm always just just in this place of no mental peace, no mental rest. All the fruits of the spirit were absent, <laughs> just absent in me. No joy, no peace, none, no long suffering with three kids running into my house all day. All of that. So that's how I describe myself. And that's when I know whenever I feel like that, I know that, Quita, you are operating in self, completely in self. You are not trusting God because God and all of his deity knows what's going on with me. He loves me. And even to the point of something were to happen outside of my power, it doesn't matter because who do I serve? You know, my God is a healer. My God is a deliverer. So being able to really trust and completely believe in him are things that I've been working on when dealing with my overwhelm. So that kind of answered your question. It kind of went like a little to the left a little bit, but. No, that was, that was a perfect answer. And I think a lot of us can identify with those different feelings anxiousness, indecisiveness, feeling exhausted. When you were talking, it just reminded me of a period of time. I think it was February. And at that time I was planning my wedding and I was trying to be proactive because I'm a planner, right? I will plan. I have to remind myself that, you know, yeah, you can plan, but God is God's plan, right? That matters. So I'm a planner and I'm thinking to myself, all right, I want to make sure that I will not be stressed on my honeymoon and during my wedding period. So I want to take time off so that I can focus on that. So in order to do that, I need to pre-record 20 something episodes of this podcast. At first, I sounded like a great idea because I was going to try and pre-record these 20 episodes in a a six week period. That sounded like a great idea to me at the time. But what I didn't know 
was that the the amount of conversations that I was having on top of work, on top of planning a wedding, it was too much. So it got to a point where I went to the, the doctor and I was like, listen, I took a COVID test. This is not COVID, but I am exhausted. Like, I don't know what's wrong. I feel like I'm sick. And she started basically, and I love my doctor. She started lecturing me. She was like, listen, when was the last time you took a vacation? I was like, uh, it was COVID last year. I only took two days off. And she went on and on and went through all my sy- symptoms. And she said, listen, you are burnt out because what you're doing, you're doing too much for yourself. And that's like what you're saying. You know, you were trying to do things in your own strength. I was definitely trying to do things in my own strength. And she said, one thing you will know is if you don't take time out to relax, to uh renew, recharge, your body will force you to do that. So she literally said, you need to go lay down for two weeks and not do anything. She said, look at me, your prescription is to sleep and watch Netflix. Do not do anything. That's like, that's what she, she wrote me a note. She wrote me off of work and she's like, you need to just rest and calm your mind. So during that time I was like, okay, God, I'm sorry. I try to do it all by myself. It wasn't the best idea, but that's another way that we, we feel overwhelmed. And sometimes I feel like even though we have all of these emotions, we miss identifying what it is that's causing these emotions. So we feel the anxiousness, we feel the indecisiveness, we feel nervous, um, but we're like, well, what, what is causing that? And we're not taking the time to take an evaluation of ourselves and notice the things that are causing us to be overwhelmed. So I, I want to ask you, like, how do you encourage women to shift from being overwhelmed to sort of finding balance and, and regaining their peace and having the <laughs> fruits of this spirit present in their lives? Right. So just speaking kind of from I, a lot of the things when I speak to the women that I coach, a lot of it comes from my experience. Um, so for me, when I reach these places, I kind of like shut down. I started, I start to eliminate distractions. So things that are flooding my mind and I start to really feed my spirit. So a thing that I may, I may start fasting and my fast includes food and social, anything that is not building up my spirit. Um, Cause I am such a big person that, you know, we have our physical, our mental, our emotional and our spirit. To me, I feel like if your spirit man is, it's, it's, it's in a healthy place. It, it can flow to the other ones. Not saying that it's more important, but in my opinion, it is more important that when you can feed your spirit, you're more prepared to deal with your emotions in your, in your mental, in your physical. So for me, when I am feeling overwhelmed, I go back to my word. I go back and I understand that God being who he is, even when he was create in, in the midst of creation, he took a day off and he rested. Like resting is holy. There is nothing. And that's why I'm so against this hustle culture. I that is not a it's an antichrist thinking, in my opinion. Like hustle, hustle culture is a definition of not, a lack of faith. It's a definition of not believing that my God will supply all of my needs. Um, it's it's a definition of saying I don't serve the same God who release manna from heaven to the Israelites for all those years and all the, like, that's what it says. And I don't want to be a woman quoting to say, I'm a woman of faith, not living by faith. So I always go back to my word. I always allow God's word to feed my spirit man. And so I point my clients as well to that because God's word is living and it's true. And it will 
reach us in those places that we don't want to talk about. Like you mentioned, sometimes we're just feeling the byproducts of what's really the issue. And so you can tell me, oh, I'm exhausted and blase, blase, but no, the real issue is that we have a lack of balance. We have, a, you know, you're trying to squeeze these, put more in 24 hours than 24 hours can handle. And so being able to kind of think counterculture, and I always encourage my clients that too, think counterculture. We can't look at what the world is doing and try to replicate that in our lives and say we're Christian, we're Christians, because that is not how the Lord is. That is not even God in 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 who he is, we did not hear, we don't know what was going on with Christ from when he was 12 to 33. And all of that time, he did all of that preparing from that time to come back and have three three years on the scene, you know? So why do we feel that we have to rush ourselves to do X, Y, and Z, you know? And so just really encouraging my clients, like literally go by the, the leading of the Lord. Don't waste your time trying to do things on your own. Like our life, God is not writing our lives as we live it. He, our lives are already done. Like it's written. So why not go to the person who knows you better than you know yourself and ask God for direction? Like trust him, believe in him, believe that he will show you the way. Know that his thoughts about you are good. He desires for you to prosper and be in good health, but as your soul prosper. I think people miss that part. It's as your soul prospers, he desires for that. So it's your soul needs to prosper in order for those things to help, in order for those things to be properly aligned. And so God's word is just so living and true. So like I said, whenever I'm feeling in that place, I really quiet myself and I go back to God's word and allow his word to etch itself on my heart, allow his word. So that when those anxious thoughts come, I'm like, that's a lie. Because the, the Lord told me to cast all my cares upon him. You know, the Lord says, I mean, I know we've all heard the song, Jaira. The Lord was like, if he cares for the lilies of the valley, he will definitely take care of us. And so just really trusting in God and putting all those things back on him. Yeah, that is so important. And one of the things, if you are struggling to remember that the what the promises of God are on your life. One of the things that I'm going to keep encouraging you ladies to do is take the scripture, put it on a sticky note, stick it all around your house, put it where you Absolutely. can see it, because that's what's important. Those are the things that you need in your line of sight. Those are the things that you need to repeat to yourself so that even when negativity or limiting beliefs sprouts out, your thoughts will remember the promises of God. Your thoughts will remember, you know, you are fearfully and wonderfully made and you will not be anxious for anything and all of the things that God has promised you, but you need to know it. You can't pull out your arsenal if you don't know what's in the package. Exactly. So you need to get before the Lord, spend some time with him, get in your word, read it. If you don't understand it, I remember, I will never forget. I went to a seminar, I was speaking at it and I sat in on another one, uh, a different panel that was happening before mine. And the gentleman said, if you don't understand the Bible, it's fine try the different versions. And if you try the different versions and you don't understand the ver- the version that's there, try the international children's version. Yes. International children's Bible. <laughs> he said that will break it down and break it down and break it down. So you know exactly what it is. And there's no shame in that. You have to understand what you are reading in order for you to live it out. And I think too many times we find ourselves going to 
on YouTube to watch a sermon and to, to hear what a pastor is saying or to run after a prophet, not realizing that God talks directly to you. And he wants to have that interaction with you. So you can't always be spoon fed. You have to go and have a six course meal in front of the Bible. You have to sit there and spend the time. So I think that was really, really great advice. And I just want to touch on what you said about the hustle mindset and how that's going basically against Christ. And I think that is very much true because we forget that even God rested. Absolutely. Even he took a day to rest. So who are we to think that we need to work 24 seven? I will, one of the, the ways God had demonstrated this to me when I early in my business, when I just started out, I was doing the most that I could do emails, post everything. And then the next month, because I was traveling, I wasn't able to do those things. So I literally did nothing and God sent clients to me. Not from the things that I'd done the month before, but things that I had done years ago that they just had happened to see. And that was the month during that year in my business where I had made the most money that month. And God was showing me in that moment that you were following your plan. But when you sit back and let me do what I told you I'm going to do and just do the things that I instructed you to do, then I can show up and show out in the way that I intended to. So sometimes we get in our own way. So I just want to remind you guys to trust in the Lord. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It, it is so important. So what do you think our biggest challenge is when we try to balance our responsibilities with effectively walking in our purpose? Comparison. I think that is like the biggest challenge um, because, and it's, and I hate to say it's so hard to compare, to not compare, but it's just always in our face, whether it's real or not. You know, you can easily get on Instagram and someone has gotten this new house or gotten married or just different things like that. And so it becomes hard to kind of see the beauty in where you are because you're looking at someone else. I, I've heard the saying before, and I, and I share this with others. Don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle or end. You don't know what it took for someone to get that testimony. Even my husband and I going into our 14 year marriage, you don't know what it took. It looks good. It looks, you know, from the outside, but it's, it's like a watch with a watch is very beautiful on the, on the outside. But when you open it up and see all the inner workings that make that outside look what it is, you don't really want to look at that. You want to cover that. You want to put a, a cover on top of that. So comparison, I feel, is like the biggest challenge that a lot of people, specifically women. I mean, you have supermodels. You have, and I've, I've heard this saying about moms that are pregnant. Everyone loves your belly when you're pregnant. But that same belly, they don't like after you're, or you have stretch marks or your belly hasn't, like just different things like that. Just comparing and wanting to be this perfect example or having this perfect house or, you know, we have to get married. Now we have to buy our house and now we have to have kids and now we have to have another kid. And now we have, just all these different things and these societal beliefs of what is right. I think that is like the biggest challenge that we have that impacts our effectiveness and walking in our purpose. And it all, and I keep going back, it all goes back to trusting in God, trusting what he has specifically for your life. You know, and if we understand the power and what he has specifically for our life, we will understand that there's no need to compare our story to someone else because our story is powerful within itself to encourage others. Our story is powerful in itself, not even others that bless us. 
you know, and to, to think generationally, even for me with being so young and still being married, my marriage, I am praying and I'm working just internally that my marriage speaks to my children, that my marriage glorifies God in such a way that my son will love and respect his wife and that my daughter's husbands will love and respect them and they will be virtuous wives and things like that. So those are the things that I, I think comparison is a big thing that impacts our our um, purpose the most because we just feel that, you know, just just all of this, that our that our stories are not worth but they are. And I just believe that we are, if we are ever in a place to fully trust what the Lord is doing in us and for us, that we will, we won't struggle in our, we can, we can effectively and boldly and confidently walk in our purpose and trust that, yes, you may be starting off a business. You just got your six figure month and things like that. And I'm just starting, but I trust and believe God. I'm thankful for you, but I know that what God did for you, he can also do that for me in my respective place, not to look just like you or to mimic you or to be jealous of you. The Lord is capable of, I was, and I'm sorry, I was talking to someone. It was like, they were telling me, you know, ask God to expand your territory. And I'm not just talking about our physical territories or our things, but actually expanding our hearts and our minds and our souls to do the things after him. And when he expands that, we can understand that right now is a season the Lord is building me up. He's doing a new thing in me and that a harvest, when you plant that seed, that harvest doesn't come the next day. It takes time for that and trusting that waiting period. So those are some definite things that I think are our biggest challenges when it comes to effectively walking that purpose. I completely agree with you. Comparison is something that we fall into, even if we don't mean to, just because of the way social media is set up. Social media is set up to show everybody's wins. It's never really showing, you know, the process and how you're feeling in the moment. It's just the highlights of somebody's life. And we have to remember that you know, we're all humans. So as much as we do have highlights, people have lowlights and God knows exactly what he is doing, whether we're in our high season or our low season, God has strategically designed it for your purpose and for what it is that he is assigned you to do. And the people that he has assigned you to, because the way that I deliver a message, we can, the both of us can sit here and teach the same exact topic, but the way you deliver it and the way that I deliver it will only connect to those people that God has intended them to connect to. So that's what I love about God. Don't think that because, you know, you see other people doing something or you see other people being successful and you know, for a fact, that God has assigned you to do something that's similar, that it's a, that you, you have to copy what they're doing. Absolutely. God wants you to do it in the way that he created you to do it, to impact the area of the vineyard that you're in charge of. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for those of us who are ready to start effectively walking in our purpose, yes. where do you suggest that we start? So... And I keep going back to this, trusting and believing in God. I think that is that is important. I also think your community is important. I have specific people um, that pray for me, specific people that hold me accountable. I think those are great places to start. Um, I, a few weeks back, made the realization that I don't believe in God. <laughs> I know that sounds like, what? But in a sense of 
kind of like what that father was saying is like, I do believe, Lord, but help my unbelief, help my unbelief and grow my faith. I, I, I have found myself being in places where I didn't believe that God can do the same thing for others that he did for me. So I would definitely say, you know, trusting and believing in God. Don't compare God to man. Don't compare him to the, your hurts that you've experienced in your past life, your traumas. God is so different. He's so loving. And he desires, like I will always say, he desires for us to proper to prosper and to be in good health as our soul prospers. So definitely, I will definitely begin with just trusting and believing in God as a way to begin effectively walking in your purpose. I love that. It all goes back to trust. Yes. Now, before we go, my la- uh, one of my last questions that I want to ask you is as we start walking in- effectively in our purpose and becoming bold in who God has, you know, really called us out to be, what would you say the importance in investing in yourself during this journey is? Super important. And when, and I'm going to say that when, you, when you're investing in yourself, the best investment you will ever make is a spiritual investment because your spiritual investment is the only investment that will have an eternal reward. Everything else is temporary. No matter how much you work out, one day we're all going to (laughs) die. You know, no matter whatever, you know, all of that is temporary. All of that is temporary. But investing in ourselves spiritually by digesting the word of God, by meditating on the word of God, by spending time with God, while getting in communities that help to, like I said, hold each other accountable. No other investment, financial, physical, emotional, nothing is more important than our spiritual investment because Though that spiritual investment that I'm making in myself, I can also pour into my daughters and into their children, into their children's children. It's a generational investment. It's an investment that supersedes time. And so the best investment I would say you can ever make, um, the most important investment that you can ever make is one of a spiritual investment into ourselves. Yes. A spiritual investment will pay you back eternally. I love that that. Jaquita, I have really enjoyed this interview. I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, I think that this, or not I think, I know that this is such an important topic and that this conversation will impact so many of our listeners. So before we go, can you tell us how to connect with you on social media, your website, everything you have going on? Yes, yes, absolutely. So on social media, um, for Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at, at Audacious Pursuit. Um, on Twitter and like Pinterest, we're at Hello Audacious. And then my website is audaciouspursuit.com. So you can always contact me on either one of those mediums. Or if you want to email me, it's hello at audaciouspursuit.com. And so I'll be more than happy to connect with anyone. Um, but in the interim, I will definitely be praying. Um, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share my story, to communicate with you, and to us to commune together to share more of the goodness of God. I really appreciate your this opportunity. Thank you so much. And we really enjoyed having you on the show. Of course, Purpose Chasers, I will put all of Shafita's details in the show notes so that you can connect with her. Tell her, you know, you heard her on the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. 
And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray Plan Slate Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.